See no evil, hear no evil. No, Thank no, you very it's, much. it's it's at the moment. It is. God bless you. I did. Okay. Yep. 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 Thank you. And the home of the Welcome to episode 26 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. Yes, we have survived our giant 25th episode celebration. Oh, the hangovers were just terrible. The 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 hedonism and bacchanalia. I've never been to such a crazy after party, James. I, I, I don't know how we crawled out of that one alive. Please stop yelling, my I can't take it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I kid. So, yeah. how are you, James? I'm doing well, and in all honesty, still very impressed by what a great job you did with the episode 25 highlights. So, excellent job. I wasn't fishing for the compliment, but I'll take it. Thank you. That's right. Well, we I think we know you by now that you're not a guy that pats himself on the back or looks for compliments. So that's why I kind of overdo it to try and give you any kind of uh, accolade since you won't accept them yourself so yeah well yeah, done fine, thanks so i should jump into the starting lineup and for tonight's starting lineup in goal i am of course the american rhino number 35 gary mccomiskey and my overly competent co-host <laughs> on defense number four i'm james sajazi indeed indeed you are sir yeah <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not saying anything that isn't true. Thank you. I've been called much, much worse, so I, I appreciate that. You got it. <laughs> okay. Jump into on deck. Yeah, I'm I... sorry. I was, I was just basking in the glow of, I don't know, the moment, the silence. I was, I was just enjoying a quiet moment to reflect on. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm. I'm going off the rails again. I'm sorry. We might as well throw it to uh, throw it to uh, your competent sidekick. What am I even doing here, James? I swear, these listeners. Yeah, God love all of you. Yes, yes. I throw it to my competent sidekick. Sidekick, please. No, you're not my sidekick. You're my co-host. I'm, why do I listen to you? Why do I listen to you? We all you, know who is I'm, my overly competent equal in every way in this podcast can you please tell me james what is on deck and tell the listener as well yeah who's fishing for compliments now but anyway here's what's on deck gear bag the american rhino and i review three very cool brooklyn cyclones promotional slash giveaways that merged two of the best sports in the world into sweet looking jerseys and if you don't know that those sports are hockey and baseball Please listen to the 25 previous editions of Hit the Deck immediately after you listen to this one. I was there, with the great Mike Piazza being deservedly enshrined in Cooperstown and having his number 31 retired by the New York Mets. 
We at Hit the Deck were reminded of another great from another excellent sport who earned similar honors. The great one himself, Wayne Gretzky. Now those tremendous accomplishments were well earned by Mr. Piazza and Mr. Gretzky, to say the very least. So for the rest of us fans that may have been in the stands for those special moments, good for you. And if you weren't there, then so what? And finally, decking around. Here's a brand new segment to join Hit the Deck's roster where Gary and I will riff about a topic that is not about any kind of hockey, but we will eventually make it about deck hockey. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You are very welcome, sir. So do, do they have to go out and listen to all 25 episodes right after this one? I assume they'll want to sleep at some point. Uh, well, um, Gary is kind enough to drop the show usually Eastern time around one-ish or sometime in, in the early afternoon on a Friday. So I think that should give people plenty of time, especially if, if you're commuting from New York and trying to get out to the Hamptons or something like that, you're going to have plenty of time to listen to 25 editions of Hit the Deck. Yeah, I mean, let's, sorry, let's let's figure, I do drop it sometime in the afternoon on Friday, whenever I complete it and the post-production is done. And then let's say everybody who's listening subscribes and, or, or actually, if you've already listened to them, I, I suppose you don't need to listen to them again. The The criteria that you mentioned were if you haven't already listened to them. So this hypothetical new listener who has enjoyed this episode and has subscribed and is eager to listen to the other ones, let's say they're listening on their evening commute around five o'clock. They're done with this podcast by six. Let's say this is about an hour. I don't know how long we're going to go, but that's about you know close to our average. So you start around six. Even if uh, we, we went through this last week, but even if you're looking at an average of 45 minutes, that's like, I'm not going to do the math, but I mean, you know, you're going to be well into Saturday by the time you finish. All right. Maybe that was a bit harsh. You're right. But uh, I'm just passionate about hockey and baseball. And I don't know, and my humble opinion, they, they are two of the greatest sports in the history of mankind as it is. Soccer being the third or football, if you will. But <laughs> I mean, this is a podcast about deck hockey so that's what i hear <laughs> although not nearly often enough probably for the <laughs> listener's taste so let's just jump right into it shall we you got it lead so, me uh, james lead me lead me down the path <laughs> i'm like i'm holding up and shaking my hand like some kind of reverend preacher and that's probably disrespectful to somebody and i apologize it's not my intention i'm just very silly well um Anyway, uh, as we said in, in the first topic of tonight's episode, gear bag, the Brooklyn Cyclones is a minor league baseball team in uh, that plays in Brooklyn, of all places. As you might expect. There you go. And uh, they are the A-ball affiliate of the New York Mets. So Low A-ball, actually. Short season A-ball. Oh, thank you, sir. So Gary and I are huge Mets fans, and uh, we I'm from Brooklyn, so I love Brooklyn, and Gary is cool enough to support our borough because we always return the favor because we need to go to Queens to where the big club is over there at City Field. So um, we are Brooklyn Cyclones fans as well, especially it's cool to see the young players come up and eventually make it to the New York Mets and so on and so forth. I mean, Brooklyn but, and Queens are all part of the same island. So, you know, we're pretty much neighbors anyway. True. Right. But uh, we have to be nice to Queens. One, because, yes, that's where the Mets play. And two, you guys have the airports in the city. So <laughs> if, we, if we want to go anywhere, we got to be nice to our Queens 
cousins and brothers and sisters. So thank you, sir. You could always go to Newark. <laughs> As I was saying. Um, <laughs> yeah. So one of the cool things about the Brooklyn Cyclones, uh, among many, many cool things, is their promotionals, uh, giveaways. And one thing that they started to do back in the 2013 season was give away a hockey jersey based roughly on the Cyclones colors and schemes and such. So Gary and I thought it would be a pretty good idea to review those jerseys. They're not for sale because they are ours and we did the work of waiting online for hours and hours to get them. But uh, we will post, well Gary will post pictures for you to check them out if you don't know what they already are already. But uh, leading off is the 2013 jersey, which is a uh, cream body, light blue accents, and um, it's the the tie-up jersey style, which I kind of dig. Yeah. And uh, for giveaways, they are very well-made jerseys, especially for a minor league giveaway, which is usually tends to be a little cheaper, if you will. Mm -hmm. But these jerseys are, and Gary is actually wearing the latest one. Testify. Which, I, don't, I right. just decided I'm your hype man for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> just carry on. I'll just keep, you know. Plus, it would be good to let you get a word in edgewise. Too. Edgewise. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I don't. I don't really know how this works. So uh, they are durable enough to play in, and uh, as the American Rhino and I have tested that out, yes. we have played in these jerseys and even lent them to other people to play in them. Uh, particularly the uh, Hockey at Rockies tournament, I wore my 2014 jersey, which we'll get into eventually. And uh, Gary lent his out to a very cool guy that bailed us out last year when a couple of our players went missing. So we needed some uh, subs. And they really held up well, the jerseys players too, but the jerseys themselves. So the 2013 cream jersey, uh, it's the, the first one of the, of the line. And um, again, we have pictures of them too for you to see for yourselves. And they clean up well. They're pretty durable and you can wear them if you're playing deck hockey or roller hockey or even ice hockey to a certain extent i wouldn't recommend ice hockey they probably get a little bit ripped and things like that mm. but we have ice skated in them and so on and so forth so they really kudos to the cyclones and the company that they deal with, yeah, with I making mean, the jerseys. they are of a fairly light material they're not really substantial but for a free jersey they're very well made Exactly. A great point. Uh, they are not as durable as regular NHL replica jerseys that you may have or bought. But uh, like Gary said, they're not expected to be. But uh, the other thing, too, is that for the adult sizes, they only come in extra large. So mm -hmm. for us smaller, weaker folk, we can wear long sleeve shirts underneath or a sweatshirt and still be comfortable enough to move around and cheer. And speaking of uh, one of Gary's friends, Anthony, who we have mentioned in the past, on the Hit the Deck podcast, and thank you for listening, Anthony. He is an Islander fan, so me being from Brooklyn, I have gone to a couple of Islander games since they've been here. Please don't tell your wife, Gary. <laughs> and uh, as a Ranger fan, if you want to call me a coward, so be it, but I'd prefer saying it was polite that I did not wear any of my Ranger gear, especially since they weren't playing the Rangers. No, that's a good... But did you wear Quebec Nordique gear? I did not. Okay. I, actually wore the 2013 cream Brooklyn Cyclones jersey. Oh, that's how it comes together. That's that. that, that right. See, I get it. Because you were talking about the jersey and that the new war. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I, I. And uh, people actually thought it was a cool looking jersey and asked where I got it and so on and so forth. So kudos to the Cyclones. 
and it's I love it. I'm not giving it away either. So as we said, Gary and I waited online very early to get to the ballpark and uh, at the sacrifice of losing our jobs to get there. But we did. <laughs> and it's, it was well worth it. You know, considering the possibility of the Islanders very quickly vacating Brooklyn, I, I think you get a pass at least just for the sake of going to see them as a special attraction. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Speaking of Queens and Brooklyn, they may be neighbors of the New York Mets pretty soon. So we'll see. We shall indeed. And, you know, the nice thing, as you mentioned, I am wearing one. And the reason I'm wearing it is because, well, partly because we're talking about it. And I thought it would be nice and synergistic. But... The other thing is, it's summer, it's pretty warm in my place, I can't have the fan on or the air on while I'm recording, because you guys don't want to listen to, or, droning on in the background for the whole show, so I, I turn all that stuff off, it's warm in here, but I want to wear my hockey gear, so I have this nice light hockey jersey that I can wear, and it's a cool hockey thing, and I'm not dying of sweat. Well, I am still sweating, but I'm sweating much less than I would be if I was wearing a normal sweater. Exactly. That's a good point. Yeah, it's, it's versatile, too. So like I said before, if you're a smaller guy like I am or a smaller gal, you can wear a sweatshirt underneath and still be nice and warm in, in the wintertime. Or if you're... Like Gary said, it's warm weather outside. You just, if it's maybe 70 degrees at night or something like that, it's a perfect thing to put on and you're not too hot and you're not too cool, but you do look really cool. Yeah. So it's um, it, 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 quite so, versatile. So tell us about that. That's the, we were talking about the, the original one, the cream and light blue jersey. Yes. Tell us about the blue jersey that you wore and I lent in our last Rockies tournament. Yes, exactly. So obviously the first one, the cream jersey, is number 13 on the back and the front because it was in the year 2013. Uh, so the, yeah, uh, there you go. Oh, you, you, you guys, you, oh, you're clever, you guys. I get so, it. So logically, the second one that came out the year after the blue and yellow jersey is number 14. And they... Kudos to the Cyclones brass again for coming up with a with two awesome designs and using a little bit of the Cyclones color schemes themselves to incorporate in these really nice looking hockey jerseys. So yeah, the the 2014 one it's it's a I guess more like a royal blue body with yellow letters and there's a BC logo on one of the sleeves mm-hmm. and a number 14 on the other. And then on the back is uh, number 14. BC for Brooklyn Cyclones, of course. Thank you, sir. Yeah, not before Christ or whatever else you may be thinking. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I forgot to mention that the 2013 jersey has two of those BC logos on the shoulders. So they really did a good job in in coming up with great designs and and incorporating what a hockey style would be. And including letting everybody know that these are Cyclones jerseys for the uh, Brooklyn Cyclones minor league baseball team. I believe on the blue jersey, there's the actual Cyclones logo on the top left shoulder where the C would go if you're a captain or the A for alternate captain and so on and so forth. And uh, that is a regular V-neck. So that was a little bit more durable, I felt, to play in. And um, was that actually a Rocky Sullivan's tournament when, when I wore that one? 
And then, yes, Gary was so kind to lend his out last year at last year's Hockey at Rockies tournament. And they've held up very nicely. They played, were playing on concrete on the street. So they get knocked around quite a bit. They are big enough, at least for my build, that I was able to comfortably keep my elbow pads on underneath and uh, the gloves and didn't interfere at all. It was just like wearing any other jersey. So very well made in that aspect. And uh, for two different jerseys, they are distinct enough and cool enough that you can wear them anywhere. And you always have a, a, a great jersey to go when you need it. So same thing. It's a little bit lighter than uh, the regular NHL replica jersey and so on and so forth. Yeah, I will say, though, of the two, the first two, I definitely prefer the first one. I got to be honest, the color scheme of the blue and yellow one, it's just the yellow is just too loud for me. I don't know. I don't think it, it quite meshes exactly and honestly, Domino's was the sponsor for the second one, and the Domino's logo is very prominent on the jersey, and it just, I don't know, it, it just kind of, the aesthetic doesn't really work for me. I'm, I'm glad I have it, and as uh, James said, I, I've, I've also worn the jersey from time to time. It just isn't my favorite. So just in the interest of honesty and, and full disclosure, I wanted to get that out there. Absolutely fair enough. And I agree. I, I prefer the, the 2013 jersey as well because I just like the, the tie-up old-style sweater style, if you will. Yeah! So, <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, it, it's great point that the original one does not have anything sponsored on it by anybody. So, yeah, it's kind of a little silly having Domino's in the back, but it's, it, it's, it's where the Reebok logo would go hmm. until next year. I think Adidas is going to start making the NHL jerseys, but... So good point there. Yeah, the, the first one looks more like a tie-up, although ironically, the Domino's jersey looks more like something that Don Cherry would wear. So go figure. So uh, Mr. American Rhino, if you wouldn't mind, I, well, before we get into the 2016 jersey, yes. there for some reason, there wasn't what, one. What color was the 2015 jersey, James? It was non-existent. Oh. It's invisible, I guess. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know why they didn't, they didn't go with one in So nude then. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> the Emperor's new hockey jersey. I guess so. Gary and I, before every Cyclones season begins, we always try and go to at least one or two games a year mm -hmm. over at MCU Park. And one of the deciding factors on what games we'll go to is the promotional schedule. So we always look forward to like Irish Night, for example, or uh, if, if there's a cool, they do something called a Jersey Thursday Jersey Thursday, that's right. Yeah, where they'll have replica baseball jerseys based on various different themes and such. But with the hockey one, we assume that, hey, maybe every year there'd, there'd be a hockey jersey night. So for 2015, we were scratching our heads saying, well, what happened to the hockey jersey, especially with the Islanders playing in Brooklyn and stuff? I don't know if the NHL got wind of it or something like that, but thank God it was back for 2016. And yeah. please, Mr. Rhino Mac, lead us into that one. Well, I can speak on the 2016 jersey strictly through James's largesse. Uh, and in fact, the only reason I'm wearing this jersey tonight is because James was kind enough to get there early, get one, and give it to me. Because by the time I was able to get to the ballpark that night, they had already given away all of the ones that they had. So I would have been... Uh, as the, well, I was going to say, as the kids say, I don't think the kids say this, but I would have been SOL. Um, but the, uh, the 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 kind, competent soul that is James Sajazi 
gifted me his Irish jersey. So the 2016 hockey jersey was the Irish jersey. The Cyclones do an Irish jersey every year in conjunction with their Irish night. It's a green jersey of some stripe with Irish theming. And Irish night is a very, very popular night. It, it's, it's one of their most popular, if not the most popular events that the Cyclones do every year. So the ballpark was packed. And uh, again, they only have a limited number of giveaways. So by the time I got there, they were out of them. But again, through James's kindness, I was able to get one and keep one. And I am wearing that one. Well, I was going to say for all to see, but the only one who can see is James. Even my wife's in the next room and my daughter's asleep. You're not looking at me. You're listening to me. But I'm I'm straying off on a tangent again. I'm sorry. Uh, the point being that it's uh, really, I think, of the three, this is easily my favorite because it's just, it, it's a very sharp looking jersey. It's green. It's not Kelly green. It's a little darker shade of green. It's got white striping along the bottom and, and the shoulders. And on the chest, it says BKL Shamrock N, which, you know, for Brooklyn, but it's, I, I can't even describe it. You'll see the picture if you go on Instagram or if you're watching this on YouTube. But it's a really nice style font. It's got a Shamrock logo on one of the shoulders uh, or one of the sleeves and the cyclones logo on the other it's got a big shamrock on the back where the others would have the year and the number this one just has a shamrock so it's kind of timeless in that way it's a really sharp looking jersey and i i really like it so thank you a hundred times nay thank you a hundred and one times sir for your generosity it was the least I could do. That was kind of a few years in the making because speaking, as Gary definitely said, it is true that the Irish night that the Cyclones do every year is guaranteed sellout. So they always have a special jersey for Irish night and you have to get there early, as Gary said. So that was just teamwork. It's something that we prepared for and at very least made sure that one of us got a jersey which deservedly went to Gary because I'm Italian, so it wouldn't have made any sense for me to keep the jersey anyway. So at least go to a place where it should be and where it will be appreciated and deservedly should go. So uh, no problem at all. But uh, a couple of years ago, I learned the hard way that if we didn't get there very early, that by the time you got in, all of the Irish jerseys were gone. So there was a few years ago where I told Gary, yeah, we don't need to go there too early. We should be all right. And there was no jersey to be found. So that was kind of a personal mission to make up for my big snafu. So well, I just, just had to try and make amends. If I could interject, it wasn't like you had your feet up eating bonbons. You were at work and you were finishing your work before you could leave. So it wasn't really your fault. Well, thank you. But it, it, it hurt and you took it so well and you didn't care and, and it was kind of gnawing at me so glad that it worked out it's fine yeah well but now you have a a great point too that yeah the the irish jersey this year is timeless there's no number on it so you're good to go yeah i have oh uh, i have nothing to add oh uh this one is sponsored by budweiser which um doesn't for whatever reason maybe the way the logos are put together or just the way the jersey is put together it doesn't stand out nearly as jarringly is the Domino's logo it, it blends a lot more seamlessly so it's like a little crown on top of the shamrock oh that's pretty cool very nice so you but, 
Yeah, so again, kudos to the Cyclones for learning and making them awesome giveaways that people want and can use and wear. And it's a nice promotion for the Cyclones themselves. And it's a win-win. Hockey, baseball together, that's my idea of heaven. So, well done. Yeah, well done. Good job, Brooklyn. You do you. So, if you wouldn't mind, Gary, uh, the American Rhino, going through wait, your wait, inspiration. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I, I got a segue for this one. Oh, sure. Go okay, ahead. all right. So, yeah. so uh, as James said... The jerseys are a great way to promote the Cyclones and promote the game of hockey. And a great way that we would like to promote the podcast is our very own Hit the Deck t-shirt. It's a great looking shirt. I can't wait to get my hands on my own. And thank you for everybody who has ordered one. And thank you for making it, Gary. Absolutely. No, no, please. That that was nothing. But yes, I echo your sentiment. Thank you so much to everybody who's bought one already. We really appreciate the support and we hope that you like the shirt as much as we do. Amen to that. Unfortunately, our t-shirt campaign has now ended. So a big thank you to everybody who participated. But if you still want a shirt, you're in luck. The fact of the matter is, if you still go to the link for the shirt and you can convince one more friend, at least one more friend, that they want that shirt too, you can still have it. So, I wish you luck, and again, thank you to everybody who helped us out. James is giving me the thumbs up. Apparently, I should have been in sales. Well, it... it, And my wife. All right, I am awesome. I'll have to put that in the next retrospective for the 50th. Definitely mark that one off. Yeah. So moving on, while uh, the great Mike Piazza of another sport, baseball, that we have been talking about a little bit, maybe a little bit too much tonight, so I I apologize for that. Wait, 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 wait. I've got another one. I've got another one. Hang on. Hang on. Really, I, I, I do this podcast out of love, and I think the shirts represent that. Really, it's an honor to be able to do this show with you, James, and it's an honor to be able to do this for you fans. And another person who was recently honored by Cooperstown was the great baseball player, best hitting catcher of all time, number 31, Mike Piazza, who also had a jersey giveaway at City Field this past week. Boom! This guy is firing on all cylinders. Well done. American Rhino. Great I'm going to hurt myself patting myself on the back. You should. That uh, I should hurt myself? No, you should not hurt yourself. You should bask in the glory of your excellent uh, segues. So well done, man. So yeah, with Piazza being uh, honored, deservedly so, by Cooperstown and the New York Mets. And uh, that reminded us of the great Wayne Gretzky, who... Uh, when he retired was so classy that he didn't even announce it until very late in the season for the NHL fans who remembered it. Unlike uh, certain baseball players that need to announce in spring training so they can have a little fairy nonsense and, and speaking of patting themselves on the back wherever they went for the whole year to uh, nauseating all the opposing fans and such. Well, James, Gret- if, the, if they don't announce in spring training, how are they going to have their farewell tour where every team throws them a little ceremony and gives them elaborate and nonsensical gifts? If you earned it, maybe. But, you know, on a little tangent here, getting back to Major League Baseball, what would they have done for guys like Ty Cobb or Jackie Robinson or... Gil Hodges or, or, you know, uh, the greats of the great. I mean, you couldn't give him enough. 
Willie Mays. Personally, for me, and this is my little. Let me get, just get up on my soapbox a little bit here. Um, Go ahead. You need okay. help. You need a hand getting up there. Uh, uh, oh, nope. It's a little unsteady, but I'm, I'm all good. right. Um, I, I got you. I got, I'm right you. here. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. Um, if you're truly great, like Wayne Gretzky or Mike Piazza, you don't need to say that you're great, and you don't need to beg for accolades and having people saying that you're great. Because if you are great, you know it. And that's good enough, and you're humble by it, and you're grateful for it. So that's that. But preach. Uh, I, there you go. Thank you. So let, let me just get get. get all right. Yeah. yeah here. I got. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Uh, Thank you. All right. Yeah, all sure. right. Thank you. Uh, so, um, all with all that nonsense being said, uh, we were just thinking that for fans out there, and and I don't know if if anybody else has come across this, but in my lifetime as a as a hockey fan, baseball fan, football, so on and so forth. It's very important that fans be at the ballpark or arena and sell out the places to honor our sports heroes. But as fans, don't brag about being there because, quite frankly, who cares? It's it's great that the ballpark was sold out and support the player that you're honoring. But why are you trying to get any kind of accolades for paying for a ticket and sitting there for I was there? I was there, you know? It just, I don't get it. it it's, it's a weird thing to me for fans out there that maybe live a little bit too vicariously through their heroes or baseball teams or hockey teams or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's one thing if you happen to be talking about it and you say something like, oh, you know, I was blessed enough to be able to witness that or or that, you know, I really got chills. I, I happened to be able to get seats for that and I really got chills watching it and and or even... I was glad to have the opportunity to support the player and what have you. But, you know, it's when people look for opportunities to bring that up and, and look how great I am. I got to go and everybody else missed out. That's when you really run into trouble. And as Gary always says at the end of every podcast, don't be that guy. There you go. That's right. So that's what we, one of the things that he means is don't be that embarrassing fool that you're just going to make an idiot out of yourself. Okay. So the American Rhino is always trying to help us out and, and keep us on the right track. So we appreciate Not always. that. Sometimes I'm just trying to entertain you or even entertain myself, <laughs> which is just as great. But, uh, and again, I mean, these players earned those honors. So, uh, we as fans sure didn't. But uh, all we could do is overpay for a ticket, sit in the stands and watch. Mm-hmm. Cheer, of course, but that's about it. And, you know, don't brag about it, whatever. But uh, that, that was just my little two cents there. But speaking of bragging, uh, I just find it really cool and the great one that my sister-in-law was actually, she was, and this doesn't count because I'm bragging for her. <laughs> so my sister-in-law was there for the great one's last game in April of 99 at MSG. And the cool, the really, really cool thing about that is she is a legitimate Ranger fan, and she had her ticket. It was the last regular season Ranger home game of that year, and she had her ticket months and months and months in advance. So to the point where we obviously didn't make the playoffs that year, and most fans knew that. So a lot of quote-unquote Ranger fans or casual fans didn't even bother to, to get tickets for the last home game because they figured either it was meaningless or if they would have made the playoffs, then they'll worry about going to the playoffs. But my sister-in-law bought that darn ticket months and months in advance at the beginning of the season. She held on to it, and then she was rewarded with having the hottest ticket in hockey, which 
love him. I, I think everybody loves Wayne Gretzky. At least everybody should respect him. Hmm. So even if you're fans of other teams, it just so happens that he finished his career at the Rangers, took a huge pay cut, by the way. But uh, that's just really amazing to see the greatest player, in my opinion, I think the greatest player ever in the NHL, if, if not, to say the very least, one of the greatest top two, top three, okay? Mm. Um, and, and see him in that beautiful ceremony in person, that was really awesome. But again, it was my sister-in-law that went. I did not go. I did not have a ticket. So. Uh, man, I remember that game. I remember watching that game on TV, or at least that ceremony. I think they lost that game, actually. They did, um, in overtime. That's right. But, I, I, yeah, I remember that watching that on TV. That was probably, I think I've talked about this before on the podcast, I think that was my last game of my first stretch of Ranger fandom. I don't know why, when Gretzky retired, I just kind of fell away from it. But, I mean, the lockout happened shortly after that, so yeah. it's... I guess it's not that surprising. But um yeah, I I remember being so annoyed that Mark Messier, the only reason that Wayne Gretzky came to the Rangers in the first place to be with one of his best friends, Mark Messier had that very year prior to that season opted to leave the Rangers for quote unquote greener pastures, if you know what I mean, in <laughs> Vancouver. And uh and, and so he wasn't there when Gretzky retired. The The whole reason why Gretzky came to the Rangers in the first place. It, it felt like such a slap in the face to the man. And I wasn't nearly the hockey fan then that I am now. So even j- just feeling that way then, I can't imagine how I'd feel now. But it's just that, that it's amazing how so many years later, how vivid that still is to me. Uh, and it really is cool that your sister-in-law was there. And, uh, you know, it was also cool that your sister-in-law was at City Field this past Saturday to say goodbye or at least say thank you for the number retirement of the greatest hitting catcher of all time, number 31, Mike Piazza. Boom! Boom, 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 boom! Boom! I would drop the mic, but I don't want to... Well, it's in a stand, first of all. And second of all, I wouldn't want to break it because then I would have nothing to use for the remainder of the podcast. (laughs) That's right. And just following Mr. Rhino Max's lead, uh, yes, my sister-in-law was there along with Gary himself, and and I was there too, and and, and some of my family. And so we were there in person. We saw it happen. So (laughs) na-na-na-na-na-na. Yeah, I, we couldn't help that one. Just to to emphasize the how nonsensical that is to brag about having nothing to do with anything. So we were there. <laughs> it's appropriate that Skeletor would would rub it in. So yeah, thank well, you, sir. So. He definitely would. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, cool stuff. Then summing things up for this evening's twenty sixth edition of Hit the Deck. A new segment that Gary brilliantly came up with, which I just love the topic title called Again, you don't have to credit me with every single thing that I come up with. We have an equal share in this podcast. True, true. And I don't know why I sounded like Mickey Mouse there. But uh, yeah, it's a a cool title and I would have never thought of that in my gosh and if you gave me a million years. So but the uh, the point of this segment is to just kind of talk about a topic that it's not a little bit different than the bandwagon where it's a topic that everybody's talking about and we kind of weigh in on. This is a little bit different. So the topic for this evening 
is Pokemon Go. Yeah, and and, and uh, again, since I spoke over James before, the topic is called decking around. Get it right? I'm sure they do. Okay, good. Because we're very clever. I think so. But um, the the Pokemon Go nonsense. I'm I'm not a fan of this. I don't get it. Uh, when Gary and I were in college, that was when the first wave of Pokemon really took over America. It's great in Japan or wherever in Asian countries and they love it and whatever. So uh, I don't understand it. It's totally alien to me. But with this Pokemon Go, it kind of goes hand in hand with with the demise of mankind, in in my humble opinion. No hyperbole there. Yeah, everybody is just so obsessed with a cell phone, his or her cell phone, way too much. And as big as the world is... We just have a habit of God bless technology. It's great, but we just have a habit of making the world a lot smaller. And um, but again, I, I apologize for the my two cents. But there are various news reports about people literally severely getting hurt playing this silly game, where they're actually getting hit by traffic, they're falling in ditches, they're getting in fights, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's it's insane. And there was a story that came out in USA Today about with the Olympics coming up tomorrow or tonight, I should say, when you listen to this podcast, that there was uh, I believe he's a a Japanese um, gymnast and his friends convinced him to play the stupid app. So he was in Brazil at the time and and he got hooked on it and he he came up with a roaming charge of nearly five thousand (laughs) dollars. Yeah, playing this Fantastic. game. So, which really blows my mind because these are the greatest athletes in the world, and they literally mm-hmm. devote their entire lives for the Olympics. So, how this man had any kind of downtime is beyond me. So, I guess he just didn't well, sleep. I would think that would give him an edge in being able to catch them all. I mean, being such a great athlete. True, very true. And um, <laughs> I, I, if I read the article correctly, I think they said that. They didn't even have Pokemon Go running around or fakely run, running around in Brazil or whatever. Yeah. So he was. He, he, I don't even think he was able to catch any. But well, with yeah, I don't know. It hasn't been rolled out in every country. I do know that. Actually, my sister told me this because she plays it. But uh, apparently, there are situations where um, people are able to use like GPS spoofing to catch Pokemon and and claim gyms and such, which is the thing you do in the app. Basically play the game from the comfort of their own home, but like do this stuff in other countries. So they could be like, you know, the, 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 I don't know the terminology, but the, the head Pokemon champ, whatever of Brazil from, their living room in you know new jersey say when the game's not even available in brazil and when it does roll out then the people who actually live in that country are going to be at a severe disadvantage who are playing that game so you know that's food for thought i guess and for the record i just want to say i'm this is actually one of the rare things that james and i aren't in total lockstep on i don't think it's quite as big a deal as james seems to although he's entitled to his opinion i i I do not begrudge you that but i will say i've never been a pokemon fan i remember when growing up my sister watched it and the cartoon on tv and i was like why are you watching this i don't why 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 is this on i don't want to watch this and my mom got the the games 
and I never saw the appeal of Pokemon. It, it, I, I, I think I tried playing for the, the first game for a little while, and I just never was able to get into it. It never appealed to me. But for some people, it's 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 crazy popular. Yeah, I, I have a coworker, some the guy who sits next to me in the cubicle next to me actually, and he. I remember the the first couple of days after it it was rolled out. Someone else was saying, oh, you're going to get it? You're going to download it? He's like, no. No, I'm not. I know myself. If I download it, I'm never going to stop playing it. I, I, I'm going I'm to just wait until it dies down, and then hopefully I won't be tempted anymore. That was like Friday. Come Monday morning. <laughs> so I caught this, 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 and that. It's oh. like, oh, dude. Come on. Yeah. It, not even tough. a weekend. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's, I mean, the, the it is crazy though how this thing has exploded. And the real kicker is Nintendo didn't even want to get into mobile games. The only reason that they decided to get into a, the the mobile smartphone market in the first place was because the Nintendo Wii U system didn't sell nearly as well as they had hoped. So to kind of save face and and to I don't know if it's their stock price or. Or their—I uh, I don't know what financial straits they were specifically in—but to kind of recoup some of their losses, they decided very reluctantly that they had to jump into this market, and it—it's it, really exploded for them. Like the first day, their stock jumped twenty-two percent, and then it's just gone up from there. It's insane. Wow, and and yeah, it's worldwide too. It's not just here or there. It's it's the entire world, but. The cool thing for that Olympian was, since he is famous... Oh, right. The, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I didn't no, realize no, I was interrupting your story. No, you weren't interrupting at all. Not at all. Just wanted to put a cap on that, is if anybody's listening out there that didn't know the story, is that the carrier sent him, got him off the hook. He wasn't, I guess because of his celebrity, he didn't have to pay the $5,000 fee so they just knocked it down to $30 a day for the roaming charge or something. So it was considerably less hmm. than what he would have been on the hook for. I wonder if that uh, athlete plays Mario and Sonic at the Olympics or whatever that game's called. Maybe. Which Nintendo <laughs> also released for the, the Wii, I guess, or Wii U. Right. Probably and, not. Uh, I don't know. But I, I think he'd be practicing and whatever. But uh, just one really honest thing. There there was one story that – two honest things, I should say. There was one story that I actually heard on the Howard Stern show. And Robin Quivers, who is uh, Howard's sidekick, is notorious for reporting false news items. And this was mm. – another one of them was that there was a story that falsely said a brother murdered his other brother because he thought that he erased the Pokemon Go app. And that was a hoax. That that didn't happen. So Thank just God. let everybody else know out there if, if you heard that story or not. It, it, it was not true. And on the serious note, uh, there was a report in the news lately that predators have actually hacked the app and have tried to lure children into traps with it. So just parents out there, please be diligent. Be careful of that and, and make sure you know where your children are at all times and what they're up to because that is serious, crazy stuff. So – just let you know out there in case you haven't heard that. On the plus side of the Pokemon Go equation, it has gotten people to exercise a lot more, which is usually something that video games 
hinder instead of help. Just somebody in the LIQ, Rob, apparently. He's not much of an athlete beyond playing deck hockey with us, but uh, I understand last week he walked nine miles around Manhattan trying to catch Pokemon. So good for Rob. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. So uh, it's good when we disagree on things, so now you get the point-counterpoint stuff, so (laughs) nice. But uh, the bottom line is, as we did say, that the point of decking around is that we will eventually get to deck hockey. So the moral of this story is that's great that people are actually exercising a little bit more with this app. But instead of playing it and and getting crazy and getting hurt, just go outside and play deck hockey instead. Okay, thank you. Last minute remaining in the podcast. Thank you, James, for that insightful segment on Pokemon Go and for that sound advice, which I couldn't agree with more. Thank you, James. Thank you, the listener, for listening to us to our 26th episode and hopefully the 25 before that. And if you somehow missed it, we dropped a scrimmage this week, which you might find entertaining about jerseys versus shirts and which is the better option for playing deck hockey in. So if you haven't heard it, seek that out. Thank you to Anthony Sajazi for contributing music. Thank you to the LIQ for contributing sound effects. Thank you to Pops for being the voice of the podcast. And if you would like to contribute to the podcast, please email us at hitthedeck at gmail.com. Drop us a line on Twitter at hitthedeckpod, Instagram, Facebook, we are at Hit the Deck, and we are the Hit the Deck channel on YouTube. Subscribe on Stitcher and iTunes. Check us out other places. I I don't know. I've <laughs> I give you guys too much information as it is. I'm sorry. Just thank you for listening. Please continue to do so. James, have I forgotten anything? No, not at all. I, I mean, Abe Lincoln would be proud of you for the amount of stuff that you remember and get out there. So well done. Four score and seven podcasts ago. Actually, we haven't made it that far yet. <laughs> Oh, that poor man. He was a great president. Wonderful. Really, probably the best, if you ask me. All right. Well, since a podcast divided against itself cannot stand, I've butchered this metaphor. I apologize. So uh, don't be like me. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) I implore you, when you're out there playing deck hockey or anything else, really, please remember, don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. Um, You are the guy who prepares for stuff, and I'm just the guy who shows up and opens my mouth and sees what comes out. I definitely trust you to do that.